time to set foot inside the morgue with your hosts, Carl and Rob. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Chateloup may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You'll have to do better than that. Okay. Yeah! Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Well, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of the Manchester Movie Morgue podcast. Uh, tonight, we're looking at 1994's video game tie-in movie, Street Fighter, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme um, and Raoul Julia in his last screen performance, and um, written and directed this one by Stephen E. D'Souza, who's probably more famous as the writer of uh, the first two Die Hard films, amongst uh, many other writing credits. Hello to my uh, my colleague Rob and uh, Rob. Can you tell us what you've been uh, what you've been watching of late? Have, have there been any interesting films that you've seen? Yeah, I, I don't know whether I'm regressing to becoming an adolescent teenager, um, but I've uh, <laughs> I've watched. I think there already? No, uh, I've, on. <laughs> I probably already am. But yeah, I've actually just um, uh, I've started watching a bit of like manga stuff and anime stuff, and I was. Basically, I watched, started watching, uh, I mean, everyone's watched this because apparently it's one of the most popular things on Netflix, but I watched, uh, started watching a series called Demon Slayer, um, which is, you know, it, it does the typical thing of like Japanese animation, Japanese films, actually. It goes, it goes from like surreal slapstick comedy to complete dark horror in like seconds. Um, I'm quite enjoying that. And then because of that, I got, um, I got turned on to a series called Tokyo Revengers about a, um, a, a bit of a loser. He's a guy in his like, mid-twenties, got a dead-end job, nothing going right for him. And he, 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 he gets pushed onto a train track and he goes back in time to when he was at his peak, like when he was in middle school and he was, everything was working out for him. And he finds a way that he can always go back. I'm not going to spoil it by saying how he finds, but he kind of keeps on making little changes because he needs to make these changes because the girlfriend he had in those days in the future is killed by these gangs. So he needs to kind of stop the formations of these very violent gangs. And like, similar to um, uh, Demon Slayer, it's... Uh, it's also got those common comedic moments which don't always work. They're quite sometimes they're a bit odd and misplaced. And 
but then it has um, quite good action in it as well. And they are making a live action of it, um, which is coming out this summer. So I, th- I think that would probably be on there. Yeah, it's co- and they do um, a live action TV series, and I can imagine it's so it's good and apparently it's popular that it's one of those things that it's probably best seeing the Japanese version now before um, you know a, a certain American company will get hold of it and maybe not do the best with it. They them. won't ruin it. They won't. They might. They'll be fine. <laughs> See, iPlayer, there was the Blair Witch Project from 1999. Oh, yeah, I've watched never, it. Yeah. never watched it before. I know it's an important kind of horror film in terms of, um, you know, it kind of reactivated the what's called the found footage yeah. genre, uh, kind of kick-started uh, a bit more interest in the horror films. I, um, um, I, I, I remember seeing it the... Um... The week, uh, the preview week, actually, because I, I was on a date. And I, <laughs> it's not a common thing for me. <laughs> I was on a date back then. And I can remember. You're not you going to admit to, anyway. And I can remember, actually. And I'm not just saying this for, like, you know, showing that, because the film didn't do this to me, but I remember somebody um, throwing up in the uh, um after the film, you know, in the year. Right. The, uh, oh, that's some reaction isn't it I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very uns- it's kind of jarring and unsettling all the way through mm. um i wasn't sure about it as a, a as a film i mean it had some kind of it was it was interesting it was i think it was quite novel when it came out it was, you know, it was a pretty new kind of concept um but i at the end of it i'm i really wasn't sure it just keep, it just seems to come to an end doesn't it with mm. i won't spoil it if anyone's not seen it but it kind of just comes to the an end, end. It it it's it really explained or Nothing is nothing is kind of revealed, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, I, I, I think I enjoyed it while it was on, but I don't think it's a film I'd. I wouldn't necessarily go back to it. Mm. And the, the less said about the um, twenty sixteen remake called Simply Blair Witch, the less said about that, the better, I think. Um, so I, I'm not going to mention it here, um, but I did see that at the cinema when that came out, and I, I wasn't overly impressed <laughs> with that one. But it's so so the original is his is the best. Um, yeah, although I is. haven't seen there is a Blair Witch too, but I've not seen that either. I don't remember uh, that. Yeah, so I probably haven't seen it. I, I don't yeah. think many people went to see yeah. it. I remember it now it's called Book of Book of Shadows or something yeah. like that. Uh, perhaps I'll, I'll check it out if it's on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, brilliant. So we'll we'll continue with um, tonight's episode, which is Street Fighter. One of the first things I noticed in the credits of this film is that there are five editors, and immediately I thought, uh oh, this this could be a problem. But um, yeah. I, I mean, in terms of the film itself, I, I don't think it is. It's normally kind of an om- a bit of an ominous sign, but it's um, it doesn't seem to have done the film too much harm. I don't think um, the the writer director of this is Steve Niedersouza, and it was his first directing gig that he he landed after uh, writing several kind of high, you know, really successful scripts like um, Die Hard, the first two. Uh, he wrote the last... Mega um, hits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, did, he did have some other hits as well. Um, and this was his, his kind of first time out directing. They they cast uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, actually, whenever he gets interviewed about this film, he, he gets very touchy, doesn't he? He's very touchy right. because he usually gets asked about Kylie Minogue because they, they famously had an affair during the film. Yeah, um, I, well, I didn't know about that until uh, a couple of years ago, and he—I think it was something he—he he was interviewed, and he said that yeah, they, they'd had the fact. I've never heard her say anything no, about it. Well, no, no, she said she, she she actually one quote from her which I found because I dug deep is that it's it, he was one of life's lessons, you know, just like just uh, <laughs> which is not the most flattering. 
<laughs> that, that ties in nicely with lots of stories that I've heard about um, JCBD from around this time, where he was, you know, uh, quite quite full of himself and um, possibly taking too many uh, uh, too many Ill- illicit substances. Um, bit of a, a bad combination, but um, it's yeah. a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because when you do a film like this, you've got two choices, haven't you? You have a goal, and while uh, Julio does this, you either go full gusto and you really take it seriously and you play it really straight mm. or you kind of have a nod and a wink at the camera which, which can get a bit boring um, yeah, I, I think I think, I think Raoul's way Raoul Julio obviously knew he had to play this as, as well as he could and really give it give it, you know, give the material really to give it credibility he really needs to go, really go at it and he does, he's, re- he's really good can you mention um, that? I mean, he was um he was he'd already been given the note. He was he was dying, was he? He was dying. He was terminal. He was, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was yeah. literally after takes. You know, he he'd, he'd kind of put the suit on and become this this kind of giant. He was a tall guy, yeah. this imposing figure for the film. And uh, according to some of the stories I I heard on the the extras on the Blu-ray, some of the actors were saying he literally. You know, he 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 then go off to his trailer and he kind of he kind of shrink and he, he'd be ill again. Yeah, and um, yeah, so he 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 alarmed a lot of the other cast by by how he looked when he came on the set. But I mean, he really does fill the fill the costume. I mean, although he does look a little different to how he looks in some of his other films, he you wouldn't necessarily if you didn't know think, oh, there's there's the man who's you know who's gonna no, who's ill. I mean, I was laughing a lot when I watched it, and, and part of me was thinking that, oh, you know, he was a good, good actor, and this, this is his lasting legacy. But at least he gave it, you know. Um, it's it's it, a good performance. I mean, it, and yeah. they 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 give him um, they give him a nice kind of send off at the end. They they uh, he gets a credit says uh, I think it's via via con Dios or something. Like, sorry, that's my terrible Spanish, but which means like go with God. So yeah. I think you know he he must have passed during. He must have passed during the post-production. Stage. He never got to see the film bomb. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. No, you're, you're wrong. It didn't bomb. No. It didn't. It made. It made a fortune. It yeah. was well. I don't know about fortune, but okay. So budget-wise, they spent Capcom. I think they yeah. financed this all themselves. Um, Thirty-five million dollars, mm. and worldwide, it made one hundred million. Yeah. So it was it was definitely a hit, no question about it. And you know, whatever worries there might have been over Super Mario Brothers uh, <laughs> debacle, or um, you know, they, they 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 must have been quite quite pleased with that. I think. It's but, part. Uh, of, I mean, yeah. the, the, the budget itself it was thirty five million. I think seven of that went to Van Dam to secure kind of his name above above the line, and uh, and Raoul Julia was was acquired for three million. So that's ten million of the budget right there. So is that left twenty five for the rest of the film? It's. I mean, it's got far more fun than uh, than Mario. You know, if you could yeah. consider more video game turnarounds, that that sucks out all the life of the, the whole Nintendo franchise. It's like yeah. the, the whole thing about Mario games. It's it's the 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 color and the, you know that that side of it. And that, there is no colour in that film. It's all dark and dingy, and it's in cityscapes, isn't it? I remember, and it's like this weird. Yeah, which um, is totally the totally the opposite. And apparently, it wasn't wasn't a very nice film set either. And I heard a story about uh, <laughs> talking about a totally different film here, but I, like Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, who were who were the two two stars just getting drunk. Yeah, uh, between, between takes. <laughs> what I have to say about Street Fighter, it gets anyone who was a gamer back in the day and played Capcom. 
Capcom games were big and stupid. You know, Capcom themselves must have been pleased because they they re-released an arcade game. I didn't know about this, but apparently they re-released an arcade game after the film came out, which was basically the latest Street Fighter that they, you know, was on the go. But they replaced yeah. the the characters with like the the film likenesses of them. Oh right, yeah. Like a special Street Fighter Two or Street Fighter movie edition arcade game, which features like you know Van Damme, uh, Guile yeah. looking like Van Damme, and Bison looking <laughs> like Raul Julia, and so on, and Cammy looking like Kylie Minogue. So well, I, I, yeah. I, must, I must have never played that, but um, that would probably be worth quite a, quite a good bit of fun, I think, uh, having to go on that one. The one who's, um, I mean, she, of all the casting, she's Kylie Minogue is definitely miscast. There's not no point. Um, yeah, obviously, we've got the history here with like you know pop superstar, but there's at no point where you see her as a hard, toughened um, like army, army like, whatever. And yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know she was given enough to do because yeah. we, we don't really see her fight very much. There's a deleted scene where she fights the um, where she fights Chun Li. Mm. Um, again, that's but it's only a short scene. I wonder if a bit more fighting with her might have given her a bit more you know, kind of credibility, but I don't think she's given a great deal to do. And she seems to have a bit of an odd accent as well, which I couldn't quite place. Uh, I don't know if she's trying to do British or it comes off a, kind of a little bit African at some points, but um, I, I couldn't quite tell what her accent was. I mean, I, I can understand her wanting to be in the film. It's uh, it, it would have got her a lot of uh, attention and exposure. But yeah, of, of all the leads in it, I think most of the leads come off pretty well. And yeah, I don't think Minot comes off badly, but she's... Yeah, she's perhaps a bit. Who's the American uh, Chinese actress who plays Chun Li? Because she, she's of course has had a massive career. She's that she's also the um, um, the voice, the Disney voice for Mulan. Uh, she was the voice of her. Uh, and she yeah, was, she's she's Ming Na Wen, isn't she? Yeah, and she, of course she was. Uh, she, in, and I thought she was really good. Of, of the two actors, I thought who came off best from this film were, were Raul Julia as Bison and um, and her as Chun Li. I thought she was really good. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know she was an agents of Shield uh, for for a decade as well. So uh, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's um, she's still going going strong. But uh, yeah, it's it, that, I suppose the biggest criticism is uh, that it never quite replicates any. You know, if you if you went to see this film at, back in the day and you went to see to see bits of the game shoved in the film. Um, the closest it gets to it is where they nearly have a cage fight, and that's like in yes. the first. It's like in the first twenty minutes, is it? And then Van Damme ruins it, and like uh, he rolls in and smashes a tank through the wall. He uh, rolls in with his tank and says, "This is my movie." That's it. <laughs> so there's a bit where um, who's the Raul's character, the main evil guy? He's Bison. Bison. He's floating round on his like floaty stage. Now that is something from the computer game, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of his hovering platform. And I, I did notice, I think Van Damme does some like spinning kicks near the end. He does like three in a row on, on Bison. Was that a move from the game as it well? It is a move from the game. Guy it's, doing like a kind of spinning kick. There's also, yeah. in, um, Chun-Li does the, um, this, um, she doesn't leave you upside down. In, in the game, she could turn upside down and spin from one side of the screen to That's the probably, other. Yeah, she was pretty good, wasn't she, in the game? But, um that doesn't happen, and uh, you do have who's the beast, the creature, the guy who gets turned into the creature. So, uh, oh, uh, it's uh, is it Blanca? Blanca, now, yeah, Blanca could do a tight, he used to go into a tight ball and roll from one side of the screen to another. 
And uh, if you ever played it with someone, that's all they do over and over again. <laughs> just like I must say, they didn't use Blanker at all in a fighting capacity. Um, yeah. But I, I was, I found his storyline quite harrowing. It's... In this film. Although it's generally twelve-rated material, I thought Blanker's storyline was really quite kind of harrowing, upsetting. It's quite dark. It's almost Clockwork Orange how they uh, suggest they make him. So basically, take this average Joe soldier. And they lock him in a booth and, feed, and just feed him harrowing images on film and screams yeah. and sounds of torture. And, and they've got these bags of plasma and things that are really well labelled. Like I've written one down here. It's one of them says something like DNA mutagens. Use <laughs> extreme yeah. caution. Yeah, the bags are like really idiot proof. That's very computer game, isn't it? It's like the bags are yeah. like completely idiot proof. And and so it's and this guy's supposed to be Van Damme's mate. Um, he completely <laughs> mutates into this creature, but he mutates in a kind of Luferino mutation. It's not. Yeah, it's a bit hulky, isn't it? Although he is based on the the computer game character. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very much um, it's, a, a hulky transformation. There's a bit of latex um, stuck on his face, and he's and he's painted green, and he uh, and and Van Damme can get through to him by using the word love. I'm your buddy. I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's he's still ready to shoot him to shoot him in the head a bit later on, isn't he? Before the uh, before the doctor comes and says, "No, you can't shoot him." Yeah, and the, what right have you? We can address the doctor character because the doctor, his character in the game, is an Indian shaman who sits cross-legged, and if you choose this character, you can stretch all your body limbs. And if you if you remember back. He used to like slap and do all these like mystical, like floating around in like you know yoga poses and stuff. And I uh, didn't know that. So what you're saying is basically that some of the characters from the game are in the film, but just as kind of peripheral characters who don't do any fighting. Yeah, like they decided. And, uh, yeah, I think and the doctor. they would have got a lot of throwback, I suppose, if you'd have had gone down this complete route with the Indian doctor. If it had been all sat cross, you know, doing all. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, oh, special effects would have been required. That would have been a lot, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but he was quite an interesting character to play back. Uh, and, but they just they just completely sideline it, don't they? They just completely sidestep around it. They don't. They have him in it, but it's kind of pointless. They just make him into this scientist. Yeah, it? he's just like another character, isn't he? So yeah. I mean, earlier on, I said that um, the director Stephen E. D'Souza, he he was given. Apart from having to include loads of the computer game characters, which presumably he did just by filling out yeah. you know, these extraneous roles, like the Doctor, um, he Capcom actually gave him a fair bit of autonomy in what he was, you know, the script he prepared, and uh, he said that he thought he wanted he wanted to do a film that he would enjoy, so that's why he ruled out the idea of doing a tournament movie, you know, like um, like Van Damme's Bloodsport. Or something like that, you know, a film that's about a tournament uh, where you know each each all the fighters kind of square off against each other. Mm-hmm. And so he thought, well, I I, I just I, I'd like to see a you know action adventure where there's an evil guy. He said he was influenced by the the Iraqi War that was you know a few years old at that point, and Bison was supposed to represent you know Saddam Hussein kind of figure. Um, so that kind of influenced the. Uh, um, the script. The, the only problem is, and I think it's a, you know, we, we both discussed earlier that we, we both enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good kind of romp, but um, I think it kind of makes the title and not that it matters really, but it makes the title a bit irrelevant. You know, the, the kind of the new plot, the new plot and the film's called street fighter. There's, you know, there's the name street fighter doesn't really 
it's it's a film based on the game. It doesn't, you know, it's not reflective of anything that happens in the film anymore. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's what there's not many ways you can do it. I mean, they could have a go straight in, you know, like the new Mortal Kombat film does this. The new Mortal Kombat gets them all together to fight in a tournament. I mean, it's kind of and gives people that, but it, it ends up being quite a lousy film. And it, yes. it's the same with this. You could have had, you could have done origin stories for everyone, and that would have been really dull to sit through. Um, oh, it totally would. It'd be like, like you know, three or four hour epic, like Justice League or something. You're like, no, yeah. <laughs> no. We give us some action. And to to this film's credit, it does that. It kind of jumps. It jumps in pretty early. Um, and um, what's the name? The the name of the name of the place is Shadowloo. Yeah, that is from the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe they filmed in Thailand, and then they went to Australia for some studio work, and then back to Canada for some kind of final uh, pickups. But they were um, they were on a bit of a tight schedule, I think, uh, making this one. Um, There's a funny scene near the end, actually. You know, you're talking about kind of um, Japanese culture before. There's a Mm. scene towards the end where there's some Japanese soldiers. And they're commenting on something they're seeing on the on the video screen. Um, it's a couple of the characters. It's like the sumo wrestler character, and the he's like a Russian kind of wrestler with a mohawk. Well, he's quite and a famous. Like, and they're, they're yeah. stomping all over Bisonopolis. You know the um, the, the, the 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 big town that Bison wants the the big city that Bison. Oh, well, he's got his own money, hasn't he? And, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's 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 filmed <laughs> in the style of like um, you know an old Godzilla. Oh, yeah, movie yeah. where like two monsters are, are fighting and kind of stomping down, and and I think that was a bit of a, a um, bit of a reference to that with the the Japanese actors and uh, um, you know uh, Bisonopolis getting getting trashed by these two massive massive blokes. It's I mean it it does have that kind of like too many cooks type thing feel when you watch it, but basically I do think there's pressure on them to you know keep on you know every time they're getting on with the film there's pressure on them to do game things in it. You know, have a yes. have a signature move, or and, and there is little bits in it where the characters do, you know, force in their, you know, their their key phrase, which yes. I know I often notice with the Mortal Kombat film they they, uh, they use the one, one of the characters, characters, one of the fighters at the end, he's got a kind of move where he kind of like um, like winds up his fist, and it kind of makes like a winding noise, and they only kind of use it once, but it's towards yeah. the end of the film, he kind of, yeah, kind of like winds up. And then he punches this guy, and it kind of knocks him out. That's I'm, the boxer. I'm guessing the boxer. that's uh, that's the boxer. Yeah, I mean, that must be yeah. his kind of signature move. And there is, um, um, there's like the sumo does this slapping move, and he, he does do it. In the, yeah, there's a fight he plays with. Is it Zangief, the wrestler? Because um, Zangief basically, and they famously put them, they put those two together because, like, when you played the game back in the day, they were the two big chunky characters. So if you, if you chose the sumo and, and the wrestler. You, they were both slow characters, but they were very powerful. So the, yes. uh, I think they, you know that bit in the film is kind of like giving the audience what they want. Uh, they have like ridiculous, like smashing through walls, don't they? It's a bit like when you see <laughs> Superman fighting Batman type thing. But um, <laughs> and is that is that hilarious bit which I think you laughed at and everyone laughs at, um, where at the end they get all the characters in the row to do their signature um, celebration. Yeah, like the freeze frame. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quite it's quite well known that at the end of the film. Um, I, I quite like that. I, I although it, although it's kind of cheesy, I, I quite enjoyed it. It reminded me of many an old Hong Kong film 
Yeah. Hong Kong films, once the, once the action's over, they don't mess about. They just kind of, you know, the, 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 main, the main villain is kind of kicked to the floor, dead. And that's it, the end, credits roll. And it kind of reminded me of that a little bit, where it's just like a, you know, a really kind of quick freeze frame. And it's, it's the end of the film. You're quite sad on that film as well. You know, like, you, it, to me, I had all the hallmarks of that film, this film, of, of having that point, you know, where you see Bison's hand just coming out of the bubble type of thing yeah i almost forgot about that bit because they yeah this is at the end of the credits they've already kind of paid tribute to Raul julia who's passed on and then you have this slightly i found it a little bit macabre Mm. this kind of scene it's a bit like the end of flash gordon isn't it where um you know you just see the 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 gloved hand of bison coming back up from from the grave he's like oh Raul julia's coming back it's the Um, guarantee is it's 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 you know just in case it is a success and we can make another one. It's one of those. Uh, um, After recast. Rec- yeah, they don't care about that, though, do they? It's no, like, they'd have yeah. done it in a heartbeat, wouldn't they? They'd have yeah. done it for um, Black Panther. But I was uh, just, they would certainly do it for Bison. I mean, I was looking at Capcom, and Capcom is still going very, very strong. They, they basically tuned out all the Resident Evil games and films that turned out, um, you know. Their uh, big success all came from, you know, uh, 1992 was you know that's a foundation of all their success so of course they're they're still making the games and they you know they're making new film like you said and they they tried to you know make well they did make this film in the in the mid 90s they did a 13th anniversary of the game uh and then it's like street fight 4 they did all the mega man games as well so you know it's yeah they're massive you know so like um that's probably why they can they're going again and there's another one coming isn't there they can just yeah. keep on going but um, just a, a couple of things about the uh, original casting. John claude Van Damme and Raul Julia weren't the first choices. Originally, um, the studio wanted Harrison Ford to play Guile. Wow. What I'm not sure if he would have been... Him. Yeah, and, and, and I wonder if he'd have been a bit too old, possibly, because this would have been like a few, just a few years after Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> he, he might have been fine, actually. I don't know. He, he might have been like kind of like a grizzled... A grizzled guile. He's coming back for um, India, isn't he? So maybe, yeah. maybe that's <laughs> true. He's coming back for Indiana Jones Five, some twenty years later. So yeah, why not? He, I'm sure he could have played Guile. He's he he asking for more than Van Damme was. Um, There's a lot to be said for that. I mean, with, uh, most I'm sure back in the day, people thought it was ridiculous to have um, Marlon Brando um, playing, you know, in Superman, doing uh, yes. you know, doing Kalau and all that, but. Um, so if they had done that, I bet the the, the status of this film probably would have risen, you know, massively. But it was, the, and the, the funny thing is that the the actor who plays um, Ryu, there's an interview with him on the um, on the Blu-ray that I've seen, and he said that he was in this film, and for the next fifteen years, it was never mentioned to him at all. Like no one ever came to him and talked about it. But he said in like the last five, six, seven years interest has like really kind of come around again in this particular film in Street Fighter from 1994 so I I, I don't know why it, it hasn't quite it, it obviously made it obviously made its money back and did well but then people must have or just the cinema going public must have just kind of forgotten about it or disregarded it for for a long time and then all of a sudden now people are watching it like I mean like me I suppose and like like you were watching it and it's like actually it's a pretty good film, you know. It, it's 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 not bad at all. It obviously has it's obviously got some some flaws, some problems, but it's it's a 
for me, I, I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Um, and I just found it strange that the actor himself said, it's weird that no one mentioned the film, you know, for 10 or 15 years after it was made, but only in the last few years are people kind of rediscovering it and coming back to it. I so I, I don't know what the reason for that is. Yeah, I think the choreography and, the, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure you'll see that now. It could have all been a bit slicker, the fights, you know, when there is fighting, isn't yes. it? The fighting's very A-teamy, like it's that kind of like single punch. It down. is. I mean, and also yeah. they're, they're under pressure to kind of keep the certificate down uh, yeah. because they wanted they wanted kids to get in to see this. So they wanted to make it, uh, you know, like PG-13 in the US or uh, 12 in the UK um, so that, you know, children would be able to get in and see it. Um, so they were under that pressure as well. And I think they were they were quite cramped for for time as well. They were they were quite pinched for time in in all the filming schedules. So anything that looks a bit you know quick or rushed is probably exactly what it is. I was going to ask you: Are there any good uh, films based on computer games that are not that is, I, I would class Street Fighter '94, despite some problems, as as a good computer game adaptation which i would recommend yeah which i enjoyed are there any others yeah the one the one immediately popped in my head because it's still unsettling i still think of some of the moments for me were actually and it's a genuine good horror which is silent hill the silent hill games that you know anyone who's played them back in the day or you know they're still making them now but it's quite terrifying it's basically somebody goes missing in this and it's kind of the end of this like alternate like town and then at a certain point in the, um, almost like the gates of hell open, like, you know, where the walls and everything look normal, but then the moment that clock strikes, it's almost like the walls are dripping in blood and there's like these teeth, these almost like demonic characters almost straight out of Hellraiser. And Hellraiser is very influential. And then if the game's terrifying back, well, the the other games were, the like survival horror games. And the film is uh, good, actually. I don't know if you remember the actress who played the Borg Queen in the, um, you know, the Star Trek. Um, she's, oh, yes. She plays this really sinister, hideous character in it. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one. You know, it's, it, that's one of the good ones. So what's it going to be, boys? Does this one rot in the morgue or make it on the helicopter to freedom? I was giggling, I was chuckling. Yes, it's you know, it's funny. It's funny yeah, in parts. We've not really discussed yeah. it, but it's it's actually got some good one-liners as well, which again probably come from um, from Steve Nita Souza. Yeah, the tone. I mean, the tone's pretty consistent as well. I mean, quite often they get yeah. these things wrong. Where you either go too jokey or too serious, they get the tone just about right, and the the, the characterizations. Um, I, I I was trying to watch and forget about the game more because um, otherwise you get taught, drawn into that. Oh, remember that, and it has to be that that has to happen. Rather than just watches, and uh, and it's a good laugh actually. You know, it's a timepiece as well. It's very nineties. Yeah. Uh, and Van Damme's in his pomp at the time, and apparently he was enjoying the finer things of life in Australia well at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, can... guy, but who could blame him? Who can blame him? <laughs> he was enjoying the odd bit of powder as well. The odd bit of powder as well, and he yeah, does he... look very pomp. There's a great line, is it, when he does he tell Bison to eat shit on the microphone in an interview with a. <laughs> An interview with yeah. the, like the journalist. I mean, the, yeah. the thing about Van Damme's dialogue in this is most of it is completely incomprehensible. So that 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 could be that could be something to do with the uh, the Bolivian marching powder. <laughs> it is it is quite funny that bit, uh, and it, and it's and it's the classic line, you know, that is the, the classic gladiator moment. Were you entertaining? Yeah, I was, and I, I um, uh, it's if it was on, 
I certainly wouldn't turn it off if it was on, you know, like on a Sunday or somewhere, I'd probably sit down and watch it. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's very much a timepiece because they're, they're not going to do films like this again. And they're too, they're too cautious now with computer game conversions now. They, they usually go um, ultra serious, actually. And that's, you know, even the choice of the two coming, actually. The, uh, yeah. If you see the Mortal Kombat one, um, that's probably going to do okay, even though it's not a great film. Because yeah. it's been so faithful to the game. And One of the real things about yeah. this film is it was kind of just uh, as as CGI was kind of coming in, but mm. it's still it's still kind of there's a tiny bit of CGI I spotted, but most of the films like you know it's still kind of practical effects and sets and um, and and that kind of thing. So I mean on that level, it, for me, kind of it's it's quite satisfying because it's yeah. um, it, it yeah. looks like you know the sets look real and. You've got a very cynical audience. I mean, I'll give you an example. Basically, if you're muscular, you've got to be mega muscular. You've got to be computer game muscular. And this is how kids are. Kids want that ultra realism, which is why CGI has kind of like distorted the world, hasn't it? You know, we went instead of real effects because I put on for some kids uh, um, an old Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And they were like laughing at the size of the Hulk because... <laughs> Because Lou Ferrino doesn't cut it compared to a, you know a giant computer yeah, he's just, animation. He's just like a, he's just like a buff dude, is he? Big, big bodybuilder. He's just a bit. Yeah, he's just a big bro- the with, But they were giggling. They were they were hysterics like, at how tiny the Hulk is. And <laughs> this and part of like Street Fighter, what's charming about it is that you know like the wrestler's not quite as big as he should be, and the sumo wrestler's not very sumo easy. And uh, so in fact, some of the actors are, are not kind of buff or, or fighting trained at all. In fact, one, no. of, one, of, one of the things they did do, apart from Van Damme and a couple of the others, was they said they we want, we want actors. We want actors for the roles because, you know, we, we want kind of, you know, to give that kind of extra credibility mm. who we could kind of train up, you know, to do a, a bit of the fighting. Like the, the actor who plays Ken, for instance, he's, uh, you know, he, he's like a serious, <laughs> he was saying on the interviews that he's, he's just a, a serious actor. And at first he was like, I'm not sure if I should take this role because of the thing it's going to yeah. be. But he, he ended up having a good time and enjoying it. Doesn't it doesn't start it. I mean, the fact is yeah. when you watch like a Cobra Kai or Karate Kid, you see Ralph Macchio kicking, you can't, you can tell he, he can't do diddly. You know, he can't, he, he's no Karate Kid and he's no Karate, no. but it doesn't distort from the entertainment. And, um, yeah, as regards to the market, I won't put it in there because it, it need, it's an important one in the sense that it was at a time, you know, when it was very popular to turn these, and it's kind of part of the canon of these games to films. It, it's important in that sense, and it is a, it's form. It's, it's like it's, a, it's uh, kind of like a, a, a torch holder. It kind of it, it's a, a beacon for the um, for all the other uh, computer computer game film conversions that that are coming out. I think as it's well quite as, as good as Street Fighter than the the halfway there. Maybe I'm giving it more credit, but I think it's quite tongue-in-cheek as well. I think, I think there is a lot of nodding no's in the sense, not over the top, yeah. but there is a knowing that, yes, this is a bit pulpy and it's a, yeah. bit, it's a bit kitsch and it's a bit, it's a bit fey. I but, agree. I think it's exactly the right yeah. tone to, to yeah. play the material as well. But I'd save it for that. Yeah, I'd save it for that. Whereas, yeah. like, um, you know, I, I, the, the biggest comparison I can draw is the current Mortal Kombat film, and that's just so dreary. It's really dreary. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I will say it's, it's probably not top of my uh, top of my yeah. viewing list. Yeah, you won't be in a rush, but it's, it's just dreary. it's just Drearsville, and uh, it's not fun, I and mean, it's not going to stay with me. It's gone. Cool. 
I uh, I agree with you completely, Rob. I, I, for me, um, this film needs to escape on the helicopter to freedom. I was thrilled, entertained, a big grin on my face through it. Um, I enjoyed it. It kind of, like I say, it's a timepiece. It kind of brought me back to films from a certain era when you know there were the, the explosions were real and the sets were real and the the effects were done practically. Um, I enjoyed the kind of references to the game, although the game isn't a big kind of uh, area of expertise for me. Um, uh, and I thought it was. Um, yeah, totally enjoyable. I, I, in fact, I've got a nice, there's a really nice release of this from um, 88 Films in the UK on Blu-ray and they, they put it out in a special edition. It's got postcards and it's got a poster, um, you know, lots of special features on the disc, really nice presentation. Um, and I'd, I'd highly recommend that. I've, I've, I, I bought it for this, uh, for this podcast. I'm, I'm, def- I'm, I'm keeping it. <laughs> it's mine. I'm not getting rid of it. And I will watch it again. I'm, I'm pretty sure I will. So, um, yeah. For I me, bet you'll get back into the game as well, won't you? <laughs> well, this this could happen. You know, I'll get one of those old retro Mega Drives, you know, Sega Mega Drives or something yeah, like that. Just, or Sega Genesis, whatever it's called. Well, everyone knows. You can just go online and, like, just now this website where you can just play it straight off the bat. And oh, online. yeah, there are. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It'll be Podcast 17. Yeah. Um, what film have you, uh, have you decided upon? Even though there's a lot of controversy around him at the moment, I'm going for Zack Snyder's um, new one, which is coming on Netflix. It's not getting a cinema release. I think it will do, but it's also going to Netflix, which is uh, Army of the Dead. But thanks for listening, if you have been listening, and uh, we appreciate you uh, uh, stopping to check out our Street Fighter episode. Um, We've got lots of other episodes as well, if you want to have a look at those. Uh, Drop us a message anytime on Twitter or on... Rob, you're you're on Instagram, aren't you? I am, yeah. I yeah, am. drop it's, us a message on Instagram yeah. if there's anything you want to see us review or discourse. We'll, we'll certainly take it under <laughs> under advisement. Um, we could always do with uh, with new interesting films. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.